0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. It is July 3rd, 2022, a Sunday, the first Sunday in July, and I am Deb McBride, and I am in beautiful, lovely Escazú, Costa Rica. And that is where I'm recording this. And it has actually been a lovely day here. And thankfully, because the last two days, it rained enough for the next week. <laughs> and because we had a tropical storm here. And of course, I'm in the tropics, so there's a tropical storm. Um, we don't really get hurricanes here. If you know anything about Costa Rica, you know that we are too close to the equator to receive hurricanes, which is, you know, in that respect, a good thing. Um, and I think this storm is just remaining a tropical storm anyway. It's going up towards Nicaragua. And uh, now that I've given the weather um, <laughs> here, I, I saw something on the news. There were some floods. There was some evacuating. Um, but you know they report, and it's called Tormenta Bunny. It was tropical storm Bunny, but it's called Tormenta in Spanish. And I thought that was appropriate because Mars and Pluto were squaring each other, and you know it's kind of a tormented aspect. We're a little tormented during Mars and Pluto, but. Anyway, that was that was the bulk of the last few days. Um, and there's been a lot of emotion. So water in my region is very appropriate. Um, there's been a lot of emotion between Mars and Pluto. And it was hard. You know, I, I heard some people having s- some complicated, frustrating times. And not so much anger, frustration. Frustration and times that were really just, you know, complicated to move through. And um, so that was part of it. And then there was Mercury, which I mentioned last week was trining Saturn, which is, you know, a smooth thing, but then also squaring Neptune. So it was at least it was receiving support from the clarity of Saturn, because when Mercury squares Neptune, as it has been, it's really in a place where it's producing a lot of fogginess, lack of clarity. You know, it's a good time to just go in and meditate. It's a good time to sleep. I slept a lot Friday night. It was very, very rainy. It's time to go to bed early. The energy felt heavy. So go to sleep. <laughs> um, so yeah, that Mercury Neptune is just—it's very sleepy energy, and it—it's um, it, we're straining possibly for vision, and we're not getting what we need. You know, we're trying to get some sort of clarity, and it's not necessarily happening. So we move through that, and actually, both of those planets, those inner planets, Mars and Mercury, are going to change signs this week and, and within 20 minutes of each other. So if you are um, in the United States, um, this is going to be East Coast Tuesday morning, West Coast late Monday night. And if you're in another region of the world, then it's probably going to be during the day on Tuesday. Yeah, probably during the day on Tuesday. Um, and that's you know, you'll, you'll receive it, you'll receive it, um, you know, on, on Tuesday, 20 minutes of each other. So in the East coast, cause that's what my book shows me, um, Mars enters Taurus 204 AM on Tuesday and Mercury enters Cancer 225 AM 20 minutes later, 21 minutes later on, Tuesday morning as well and then they make a sextile to each other a sextile is a smooth aspect and Mars and Mercury will be speaking smoothly to each other and that's good that's good they are in traditional signs they are going into traditional signs Mars is going into Taurus Mercury goes into Cancer the if you have a lot of Taurus and Cancer in your chart this will give you some energy but also if you are a person with a lot of Taurus and Cancer in your chart you're probably more or less a traditional person um that likes traditional things um you know, it's good when things work out. It's good when things are, you know, cozy, comfortable, secure. Those are two signs that like security. So they're traditional. They're, um, signs that love, you know, a good cozy home, beautiful, a lovely meal on the table, a good family situation, those kinds of things. Very nice, pleasant, pleasantries of life. And so, this is interesting. Now, Mars is at the very end, as I speak, of Aries, its own sign. And this is, we're, we're just revving up here because now that Mars is moving away from Pluto and is now moving towards Taurus, this is where he's going to hang out for a little while before he goes into Gemini. And so we're, this is the stability right now, Mars and Taurus, Mars doesn't love Taurus. Okay. He loves Scorpio, which is the opposite sign of Taurus. So he's not at his best in Taurus, but he is, you know, grounded, calm, the energy of Mars that likes to assert and be courageous and, and be completely, you know, confident and taking action is, is slowing down a little bit in Taurus. He's not like, you know, fist in the sky like he is in Aries, the warrior, um, he's, you know, this is the time to make the garden, (laughs) cook the meal and, and with the vegetables from the garden. But anyway, um, Mars is, you know, Mars, it's, it's a very stubborn Mars. Let's say that. It's a very stubborn, grounded, but but maybe a little too grounded, Mars, and that's the energy of Mars and Taurus. It will, now, the reason I said it goes into Gemini is because it's going to retrograde in Gemini, and so for, you know, Mars being in Taurus till the 21st of August, and then it goes into Gemini, so we've got this opportunity to kind of make things happen and do what we need to do. And I'm telling you to do what you need to do now, because once Mars goes into Gemini, there are certain things you don't want to do. Um, it will go, you know, it's going to go to eight degrees before it goes into the shadow. Okay. So it's going to be retrograde from October 30th until mid January, which is a long time. And, you know, it's about two and a half months or so, and, you know, it's going to travel through Gemini. Now, if you are planning on buying a new car, a new computer, something mechanic, uh, any sort of mechanical object, machine, do it now Well, Mars is in Taurus, and nice and sturdy in Taurus, solid and sturdy, okay, as opposed to when it goes into Gemini and it goes into its shadow, and then we're, we're questionable. You know, and then it goes retrograde. You know, you don't want to buy a car on a Mars retrograde. And you don't really want to. I wouldn't buy a new computer on a Mars retrograde unless I had to, unless I had no choice. But there are things during Mars retrograde, and we're going to talk about them for a long time (laughs) that I've talked about before. And we are going to talk about them a long time, you know, when Mars is retrograde for a long time. So, you know, I'll leave it at that. Uh, There's lots of things. And, you know, I've experienced many Mars retrogrades, and they are, there's oftentimes a pain in the neck, and you know, and and if you're a Marsy like me, if you're a Marsy person, you got Mars someplace that's you know strong, um, then you get, uh, you don't have the get up and go, you don't have the get up and go that you normally have when Mars is retrograde. So, in Gemini, it might be a little more um, energetic let's say. So we have to see. It hasn't been in Gemini retrograde in a long time. But in the meantime, Mars is going into Taurus Tuesday, and we have an experience of Mars in this sign, which is very stable and grounded in traditional. So we use Mars's energy in those ways. Mars, which is about, like I said, courage and, um, action taking and you know action Mars and Taurus is a little slow to take action but it when it does take action it means it so that's that's one thing that's happening Mars is going into Taurus then we have Mercury going into Cancer and Mercury in Cancer now Mercury is in his favorite sign right now And Mars is in his favorite sign right now. And so this is what's been interesting. They're both in their favorite signs because Mercury's in Gemini and Mars is in Aries. And now they're moving into, now Mercury's better in Cancer than Mars is in Taurus. So like that. Um, But Mercury goes into Cancer and Mercury goes into Cancer and it's quieter in Cancer. It's talking a blue streak and thinking a mile a minute when it's in Gemini So for the rest of today and tomorrow, it will be in that Gemini energy, you know, Mercury at the end of Gemini, very intense, and then it will slide into Cancer and be there for a little while, and it is in a very subtle place for Mercury. Mercury in Cancer is not as chatty as Mercury in Gemini. And so when Mercury goes into Cancer, it's going to slow down and get quieter. If you know Cancerians, and I've mentioned them before, Cancerians do not, they, they aren't necessarily verbal. A lot of times they have a planet in Gemini, but to get them to talk about what's going on is often complicated. And even I know Cancerians who do have Mercury in Gemini, and they just look at you and they don't say anything (laughs) because they're Cancerians and you don't know what's going on sometimes with them, but they'll just stop and they won't say anything. And they just look and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to try to read this. Um, but when they want to talk, they do, you know, Mercury and Gemini. Um, but, but Mercury and Cancer, you know, it's, it's a little quieter. And, you know, it's good for us, the rest of us, because, you know, we tend to the everyday matters. Mars is in Taurus, Mercury is in Cancer. We're going to clean the house. We're going to, you know, balance the bank book. We're going to cook a beautiful summer meal. If you're up in the, where the summer is right now and, and like serve it on the patio, you're, you know, it's going to be, you know, a, a sweet, traditional kind of thing. Those are sweet signs, you know. They're not dark and brooding, you know. Well, Cancer can be a little brooding. <laughs> but they they like things to be normal. So we've got some normal energy coming. And it's good considering Mars was squaring Pluto and Mercury had been retrograde a while ago. And, you know, now we're, we're settling down into some, some normalcy. Um, and so what's interesting is um that mars is going to meet with uranus okay mars is gonna meet with uranus not right now towards the end of the month august 1st i think it meets with uranus and the north node so this is an interesting interesting dynamic um because Mars, okay, we just finished with Pluto. Now we got Mars going up Uranus and that's like, ow. Now Uranus, let's move into Uranus because now we're going to have a second planet in Taurus. So right now, as I'm speaking, you know, we still have Mars in fire and then Mars will move into earth and then Mercury will move into water. So there's, there's uh, signaling changes in the elements which is always interesting because we are now moving into like shifting elements now Venus will remain in Gemini Mercury will leave and Mercury will go into Cancer where the Sun is right now in Cancer Mars will leave its own sign leave Jupiter behind in Aries and move into Taurus so as as we have more Earth we're going to have more Earth Mars will go in meet uranus at the beginning of august august 1st so so this is an interesting time and let's let's start talking about uranus because um planets the outer planets will you know we've got three of we've got neptune and pluto retrograde now because you remember last week neptune went retrograde and then saturn went retrograde at the beginning of june and then Jupiter's gonna go retrograde at the end of July, but then Uranus won't go retrograde till around the twenty-fifth of August. But Uranus is an hour planet. And right now it's at 17. And then by the end of this week it's going to be at 18. And it's going to be at 18 and stay at 18. And stay at 18 and change. And when it gets to 18, which is Friday. Um, it's going to stay at, get to 18, stay at 18, retrograde at 18, and be at 18 until (laughs) uh, October 12th. (laughs) What was that, Deb? What did you just say? It's getting there Friday, (laughs) the first week of July, and it's going to be at 18 degrees till October 12th. That is the movement of an outer planet. Um clearly it is staying uh you know very slow in this month even though it's not going retrograde until like I said the 24th or so the 25th of August. Um you know it was at 16 in June and then it went to 17 and now it's at 17 and then it's going to go to 18. And but it's going to be at 18 from this Friday until October 12th and it goes back to 17. Wowie, wowie. So if you have something at 18 degrees of fixed, then you are feeling Uranus. So if you have anything at Taurus 18 degrees, if you have anything Scorpio 18 degrees, if you have anything Leo or Aquarius 18 degrees, you are getting Uranus. And eventually Saturn will retrograde back to that 18 degrees as well and make a square to Uranus. And it's not going to be an exact square, but they will make a square to each other very close. And this is the final square. Remember they squared three times last year? That was hard. That was hard. Saturn and Uranus are, when they're at odds like that, Saturn is, you know, about the structure. Uranus is about blowing up the structure. And so... You know, this is an interesting dynamic and it's going to hold that 18 degree place in Taurus and then the North Node is going to join it. Now, when we deal with the North Node in Taurus, we are talking about the South Node in Scorpio. And as I said before on this podcast, but I'm going to say it again, the North Node in Taurus is about being practical, making money doing things that are practical and security-oriented. Now, Scorpio, where the South Node is, is a little sexier and does things for reasons of passion and intimacy and depth and, you know, making my heart beat faster, you know. But the South Node in Scorpio is we want to do things for passionate reasons as opposed to practical reasons and what we're looking at is a time when we really do need to focus on the things that bring us cash and bring us security and and focus on those things now uranus and the north node coming together um are going to be very interesting because they are going to be you know that uranus uh, the very thing that and this is, this is why we, it's so funny to have Uranus and Taurus. The very thing that Uranus does is upset the apple cart and it upsets security. And or it shows you where you need to upset the apple cart in order to achieve a greater level of security. Now, if you think that what you have is all secure and lovely and then things start to get the cage rattled, you know, everything gets rattled, That's probably Uranus telling you that it's not as secure as you think. And security, what is security anyway? The security comes from within. And if we are not secure within, then we can't be secure without. So, in our outer world. So, when Uranus and the North Node come together, what is your security? What gives you traditional vibes? What What makes you feel um like you're you know you have to take a risk with uranus at the north node and in taurus most of us don't want to do that and it's the north node everybody likes to do the south node it's easier it's what we know how to do it's like we know how to be in the throes of something exciting and passionate and whatever and that's not necessarily what's um the order of the day we're looking at uranus shaking up things and so this is this is going to be an interesting ride. And then especially when Mars Mars gets there um, at, you know, August 1st and, you know, the, the whole kit and caboodle come together at 18 degrees of Taurus. Um, so I'm expecting some rock and roll. Um, I'm expecting, you know what it is? Okay, and, and, and who can talk about expectations with Uranus? Um, you know what it is? It's, it's getting to a place where Uranus shows you, and if you don't get the message with Uranus, Mars is going to come in and kick the message to you with Uranus. And if you don't see where you need to let go of things that are false securities, then Uranus and Mars will make sure that you see that and that we see that. And if something looks like a security on the outside but doesn't feel like it anymore then you need to say well maybe this isn't what i thought it was and we need to let it go and let it fall by the wayside uranus comes in and upsets the apple cart and it doesn't give us a lot of warning sometimes uranus is rather abrupt it's like okay done bye (laughs) like that that's like this is over you know this is over and or uranus asks us to go higher and take risks, and go deeper, and higher, and bigger, and with Mars, for sure, it's a vitamin shot to that, you know, so this is going to be very interesting, and we're going to watch this over the next few weeks, as Mars gets rubbed up, and gets close to Uranus, and Uranus gets close to the North Node, and we start to see what this means in the outer world, because there are going to be collective ramifications of this, and then also for each of us individually now if you are a person who has uranus at your north node this is what we call a recurrence for you and your north node and uranus are going to be triggered no matter what sign they're in um i'm betting you don't have them in taurus because this is the first time uranus and taurus in 84 years and i don't think it met the north note there i think it's been a very very long time and so this is a time when we look at um Our direction, our fulfillment, and what gives us fulfillment Um, as Uranus goes toward the north node and then Mars greets it there. What gives us fulfillment and security at the same time? So if you have a passion, Scorpio, and it creates a lot of revenue for you, well, then that's great. Then your passion is doing what it should do for you. You know, ideally, we are all working in our passion and that's the next phase. And if you haven't done something with your passion that gives you revenue, then it's probably time to do that. Okay. And, um, it's, it's important to take that step forward. So, you know, Taurus is a little slower, like I said, and Mars and Taurus is a little slower and, you know, but Uranus kind of lights up Taurus's sky quite a bit. So lots of, to think about lots to be with lots of energy coming our way in the meantime um mercury is going to hang out in cancer with the sun and then eventually not not so soon but it will oppose pluto and that'll be interesting as well um mercury is you know is, like i said a little quieter in cancer and it will go into leo on the 20th of July. So it's really not going to be here very long. You know, it's going to be staying about two weeks. That's a flyby. <laughs> you know, this is one of those times when Mercury is just zipping through and it's going to zip through Cancer and then go to Leo and kind of zip through that too. Um, stay a little longer in Virgo, one of its favorite signs, but that's when it's going to start getting ready to go retrograde anyway in Libra. But right now, Mercury, Cancer, pay attention only two weeks. (laughs) So, um, in the meantime, what else do we have on our plate this week? We have Venus in Gemini on Wednesday talking to Chiron sweetly in Aries and saying, Hey, you know, any of your own ideas are very valuable at this time and use them, um, and be creative. Um, the sun will square Chiron on Friday the 8th. from Cancer, the Sun in Cancer to Chiron in Aries. And that again is, you know, the Sun in Cancer is gentle and kind and compassionate and um, wants to be nurturing. And when it does that, it you know, it hopefully can help us sort of lick our wounds with um, Chiron in Aries. The same day Mercury talks to Jupiter in a square. So Mercury and Jupiter are going to be talking to each other in a square. Well, late that night pacific time but very early in the morning saturday the 9th and so mercury and jupiter well that's they're an interesting dynamic um i have mercury and jupiter and they when they square like that you know it's good to stay grounded with that you know there's it's jupiter and aries and mercury and cancer and one of the things That we want to pay attention to with that is our thinking and our overthinking, our overindulgence in thinking about things that we don't need to be thinking about or giving time to things that we don't, we shouldn't be giving time to. Or also um, thinking about stuff, assuming things are going to happen and then not really happening. So in other words, Mercury to Jupiter can like say, no, this is going to be great. It's going to be fine. Like over-optimism over optimism. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, so we have to be a little careful about that, um, with the over optimism. And then the sun will move from a square to Chiron to a nice sextile on Sunday, the 10th with Uranus. So we're going to have two sextiles this week from Cancer to Taurus And so first it will be Mercury to Mars and then it will be the Sun and Cancer to Taurus, um, the Uranus and Taurus. And these are very traditional, traditional um, feelings and signs and asking us to look at things um, in a practical way, in a traditional way, in ways that are satisfying to our everyday life. And then there is the Moon. And the Moon right now is in Virgo. And it's going to stay in Virgo um, today, the 3rd, tomorrow, the 4th. The moon goes void in Virgo on Tuesday when it makes a trine to Pluto. That's 2.04 p.m. Eastern Time. It's going to stay void for a few hours when it goes into Libra, 6.25 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday the 5th. Then it's going to uh, stay in Libra. Stay in Libra the rest of Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It goes void at 9:04 p.m. Eastern Time when it squares Pluto, and then stays void uh, until 1:15 a.m. on Friday when it goes into Scorpio. So that's not a lot of void this week. Um, and then it goes. It stays in Scorpio. It stays in Scorpio Friday, Saturday, it goes void in Scorpio, uh, sextiling Pluto at it really at 9.34 PM Pacific time, which is 12.34 PM Eastern time, which is really Sunday morning. So later on Saturday into Sunday, it's, we're going to get that void. Um, And then it goes into Sag at 4.30 in the morning Eastern time. So, you know, those aren't times in that region of the world where you're awake, but do the calculation for where you live. And then Sunday, it will be in Sagittal Day. So that's nice. Um, and then we go into a new week. And, and that's about it. That is about it. This is a quieter week than the week before. We are not having any Neptune retrogrades. We're not having a lunation and we're not having a Mars square Pluto. But we are having, you know, some sign changes and some shifting energies. And so we still have a good balance of the elements. Um, we're being asked to take our time with things and, uh, move gracefully through things, you know, cancer and Taurus are more graceful signs. Um, and we are recalibrating, So this is a time of recalibration. That's my instinct about this. And eventually in the next couple of weeks, we're going to see the sun and Mercury oppose Pluto, which is going to be another jazz of transformation. But in this moment, we are sort of balancing ourselves and getting revved up for the next uh, things that are coming up between Mars and Uranus and then sun and Mercury with Pluto and those things but in the meantime we have to whenever there's something like a Mars Pluto or there's been a lot of activity or you know a retrograde station of an outer planet we have to take the moment in between to settle into the energy and recalibrate according to what we've just been through and that's what this new week is about and we'll come through this and feel a little more on our feet than we have in these last couple of weeks when there's been lots of activity. So very good. In the meantime, if you'd like a session with me, you can contact me through my website, thegoldenastrologer.com. You can click on book online and book a variety of sessions: Reiki, astrology, etc. You can see me on Instagram. It's also the Golden Astrologer. And on Instagram, I do videos telling you about the Astrology of the Week. So it's a more of a microscopic look at the day and what might be happening during the day and where the moon is going and who it's talking to and what kind of energies we have during the week. And then there's Twitter. I'm at DevAstrology. And if you are looking for me on the podcast, I'm here every Sunday and it gets posted on all the typical podcast distribution sites like Um, Amazon and Apple and Spotify and also on my website, thegoldenastrologer.com. Thank you so much for listening. If you reach out with questions, I'm on Instagram and also you can email me info at thegoldenastrologer.com or deb at debmcbride.com. Thank you very much. Have a beautiful week and gratitude to all for listening.